Thank you for listening to the Changing Mission podcast brought to you by the Outreach Foundation. My name is Marcus DePaula, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with a special guest, a pastor from Iraq. And we want to keep his name anonymous for his safety. So we will be calling him Abraham for the sake of this discussion. Abraham, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for you. I understand that the Outreach Foundation has been partnering with your church and ministry there in Iraq for about 10 years. Indeed, they are. Yes, indeed. And how long have you been in the ministry yourself? Uh, I've been in ministry for the last 36 years, on part-time and full-time for the last 20-plus years. Can you give us some background on how Christianity came to exist in a place that's so hostile to Christians? After the day of Pentecost, which is mentioned in the book of Acts in chapter Mm 2, where there were 120 men and women in the upper room and the Spirit of God came upon them. Shortly after that, one of the apostles, who was Thomas, he left uh, the area heading eastward. He stopped in Syria for a short period of time and then went to the north of what we call Iraq today. Mm and establish the first actually group. And from uh, Mosul area, he spread the gospel and the news uh, southward to cover the whole area, which was called Mesopotamia. And then from uh, Mesopotamia, went north in eastern Turkey and uh, south to cover Saudi Arabia and Yemen. And then eastward, actually spreading and went all the way up to India and part of China. And so that was around the year 35, 35 AD. For the next 600 years or so, that area, the parish of actually Mesopotamia, was supporting all of these cities and villages with men and funds to actually proceed with the ministry. And the land was rich with corpse and other things. 637 and upward, Islamic invasion came in and have turned things upside down. Mm. And all that area which was Christian have turned to Islam. Mm. So the presence of Christianity minimized until early last century when things start to build up again because of a limited freedom which was there. Mm. And start to build up until uh, mid-70s or all the way until end of the last century, they were three millions or so, mm. plus minus. But since ISIS actually surfaced, there was a negative migration where 90% of the Christian population have left the country, mm-hmm. left either to go overseas or into the neighboring countries. At the same time, we need to admit it that also many of our brothers, as Muslim, they have left the country as well. Mm. But what's left of the Christians in that country will come down to to 250,000 up to 300,000. That's Mm. the very most. Wow. And that's very low. And Mosul, which was the starting point for Christianity 2,000 years ago for the first time, is with no Christians Mm. for the last 2,000 years, which is like uh, a breaking heart. Yeah. Actually, our church was confiscated since uh, 2005 mm-hmm. and uh, was destroyed. And uh, you now it's, it's a ruin. Mm. It's a ruin. And no Christian ever exists in Mosul area. Mm. Wow. 
But I understand that lately Christianity is beginning to grow again. It does, to your surprise, and to everybody, it does uh, persecution and hardship, mm. actually tribulation. ISIS was a blessing mm. that uh, people's mind and heart have been open to spend more time with the Lord, to pray, and to understand that actually prayer is, uh, well, it is two-way communication. It's not only one-way communication. And so faith of people have been upgraded uh, people's heart become more sanctified. Mm. Uh, faith become a practice. It's not anymore uh, a theoretical things, yeah. things we speak about faith. Faith become everyday's life. Mm. Other thing is like ISIS uh, prisons have destroyed the barriers and the boundaries. So people start to seek the face of God of all other faiths. Mm. And uh, they start to come and seek the face of God, whether through the media, through the internet, mm -hmm. or even knocking on the doors of others. Mm. So what people consider it as a curse, I would say we need to stop and say no. According to the fruit of that, it was a finger of God because people were stubborn and also resisting. They have also rebellion hearts, and they were not giving ears to God to speak or obey. Mm. So uh, we force him for uh, this punishment. Mm. Just like the people of Israel before Christ when they forced God for an exile to Assyria and Babylon. Mm. We thank God. We do thank God for all the consequences of these hard times mm. because people are now more mature in their faith. They also understand the word of God in a different way. They read the Bible like never before, and they are very hungry to hear more about the Lord. Mm. Most of the people, they have had an encounter with the Lord personally, and not even to have the same experience. Uh, some of them will come to share with you. They have been seeing the Lord. They have been touched. They have been healed. So we start to see signs, wonders, and also miracles because of the prayers. And that's the way when the churches start to grow and multiply it. Because mm. the people are seeing the real things that are happening because of their faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In uh, Hebrew 1.3, it's mentioned that the whole word is hold by his word. Mm. Then in John 16.33, the Lord said, in the word you will have tribulation, mm -hmm. but uh, trust me, I have overcome the word. Two very important points here that God is in control. So there is nothing happening to us or the church or the word without his permission. Yes. So should there be persecution or ISIS, it was his approval for that. Mm -hmm. And it was the last, the last card that he got in his hand to play. Mm -hmm. Tribulation is part of the package which we have. It's not that he planned it for us, but because we belong to him, there will be tribulation. Personally or even corporately, we cannot face it. But when we are abide in him, then we can overcome everything. We can endure the hard time and also tribulation into the other side and one and enjoy his blessing. Absolutely. People are actually witnessing to their friends and also relatives about what God has been doing in their life. Mm -hmm whether that is like a family reconciliation or healing 
or even a blockage of doors or ways in their life and a miraculous way that was opened for them. We started a preschool and an elementary school where we have opened for all people to come and enroll their kids. Mm-hmm. We do certain tests to make sure that these kids are normal. We have kids of all backgrounds. We teach them how to love each other, how to also recognize and accept the differences with others. Mm-hmm. We have differences with others. We are not all alike, but right. we need to respect that and also consider it as a bonus. Mm. And also we do teach them ethics to uh, actually love the land and also respect the law, uh, to love their parents, and also to be also loyal for the country. Mm. And that have its impression on the society. Of course, it's a drop in a big ocean, Mm -hmm. but at least there is something that we can do for the society. Mm. I understand that so much of what you're doing is actually going against society as a whole there. It does go on the contrary with the society's wishes. But we are small in a big society Mm -hmm. because of the last series of wars in the last uh, 50 years or so. So many people have uh, difficulties and also problems. So we are actually planning within the next 12 months or so to start an autism center. Mm. Because autism is on the rise in the society. It is on the rise in the world by itself. So autism is on the rise there and there is uh, no care center for any. Mm. In America, it's one in every 59 uh, heads of autism Mm -hmm. with all the advantage in uh, health and medical and hospital and stuff like that. So... If we will take the same rate for 40 millions, it means we have around 800,000 persons suffering with autism. So God have actually blessed us with a house uh, with many rooms, but we need to actually furnish it and to train uh, staff to look after it. Mm. And we need actually a support from any group uh, to stand by our side because we consider this is as important as the preschool and the school, if not more than that, because it is like ministry to the families much more than uh, to minister to the kids. Mm -hmm. And all the families who are uh, enrolling their kids in our elementary school and the preschool, they are actually friends with us and uh, they consider it honor Mm. to have their kids being enrolled and accepted in our systems or Mm. Are there any specific stories you would like to share of how God has blessed you through your serving in your community? I have seen uh, people who were coming to Christ in a hard time. Mm-hmm. We have seen people who are coming to Christ not in uh, a show ministry like good band and good music and good TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And in a prestige place, we have seen people who are coming to Christ through a hardship. Mm-hmm. And so in one of our meetings, which we have it a few years back, and while we were praying and also teaching, one man stood up in the midst and say, thank you, Jesus, for ISIS, because mm-hmm. through ISIS, I am saved. Wow. And without ISIS, I would have spent eternity in hell. Mm. And when I inquire about that person, that person have lost all his belonging, which worth $2 million. Mm. 
And he walked out from his home, uh, empty hands with no identities, with nothing but his uh, own shirts. Mm -hmm. And he turns from a wealthy person into a beggar just in a minute time. Mm. So like this stories, we have many. And I would say when a person be converted into Christ in such uh, an environment or even circumstances, he will never turn back. Mm-hmm. Abraham, how can people help if they would like to get involved? There are a few things which we really need. We need uh, people who actually pray for us to actually adopt a city or two and to start to pray for the city from now onward and leave that to God and he will do the work. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we need people to come and also visit us and that will encourage people and make them feel that they have not been left over. Mm. Thirdly, we need people in the States to understand and I'm sure that they do, but I have to mention it, that Iraq, uh, since uh, the first actually civilization onward becomes a stronghold for the evil spirits. Mm. And so we need a spiritual intercessory prayers for us to break down these strongholds. That is something that will help not to spread the gospel in that area, but also worldwide, because Babylon is still a spiritual capital for the world. And fourth uh, is to bless us if that is possible. That will actually help us because all the Christians who have been left there are either seniors or pensioners or unemployed. Mm. So uh, to run for any project, that's, it will take us a long time of building up our safety. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. For our listeners, if you would like to learn more about how you can support the Christians in Iraq that the Outreach Foundation has partnerships with, you can visit our website at theoutreachfoundation.org. And thank you so much. Pleasure. Pleasure.